Hey, it's Finn, and if you've been listening to 680 for long, you know that I'm a big fan of Audi Atlanta. That's where I got my Audi Q8 e-tron, which I absolutely love. And it's the only dealership I would recommend to my friends and my family. And here's why. For one, Audi Atlanta has a great selection of luxury vehicles. They helped me find the exact SUV I was looking for, and the purchase was super easy. A fully transparent experience catered to me. The same experience they provide all their customers And here's one more reason that makes Audi Atlanta so special. During the month of April, Audi Atlanta will make a donation to Enduring Hearts for every vehicle sold. Thanks to the efforts of Enduring Hearts, children with heart transplants are living longer and healthier lives. Get the Audi you've always wanted while supporting a great cause. To learn more about Enduring Hearts and to view our current specials, visit AudiAtlanta.com. To start or complete your entire purchase online or shop Audi Atlanta in person like I did on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Together, we have the power to make positive changes that could last a lifetime. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. College football, like we said, the storyline continues as far as how many teams are going to be in the playoffs. Paul Feinbaum from the SEC Network and ESPN, kind enough now to join us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line to talk about that and more. Paul, always a pleasure having you on. How you doing? Uh, it is my pleasure. Did I get an automatic buy into the show today <laughs> by the CFP? I, I don't know if there's an automatic buy or if there are automatic buys, Paul, how many they're going to be. It's a, it's a very confusing time, it seems. It, it is, uh, and it, it does seem very much like uh, the bullies on the block are taking over. Yes. <laughs> so, I, uh, Paul, I called it pillaging. I feel we're going to actually bring the word pillaging back into the vocabulary. Uh, I'm really looking forward to defending this today on the SEC Network. Uh, You guys want to give me some help? Well, it looks like you've got uh, the unholy alliance, as we all know, the SEC and the Big Ten. How long before they turn on each other, other, though? It's like a wrestling event. Well, I mean, they, they are the two, they are two superpowers. So uh, it's like, uh, I think, not to get into the world world events, but you upset the, the guy in Russia and he threatens nuclear um, uh, war. So uh, I think that's the one thing keeping the Big Ten and the SEC friends. Is they, 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 it's, it's self-preservation. I, I, I do believe, and I'm not just saying this because of my location, but uh, they, they are sincere about working together and essentially rubbing everyone else out. Right. I mean, it, it, it sort of feels like a land grab. You know, I just said they're on the t- they're on high ground and they're looking around. And instead of just looking in one direction, they do a 360 and go, I think we want it all. Now, I, I think the, uh, I'm not really wild about what, what's being proposed. I think the initial collaboration was good because uh, when you sit in these meetings and the, the power, the, the group of five has the same voice as the Big Ten and the SEC, it can get pretty frustrating, but I'm and I'm saying what, what you guys have read is, is is all I know. It's hard for me to believe that this is really how it's going to end up. It seems like what what the SEC and the Big Ten are, are really trying to do is get the lion's share of the money. Right. Uh, now, whether they get the two buys or not, I don't know, but but I do know for a fact that uh, they feel like they're entitled to a, a much bigger share than what they've been getting. Paul Feinbaum with us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. And this, I, I guess, uh, beyond 25, would still render the selection committee very, very useful. Uh, no doubt. Uh, so, I mean, it, this thing, when you think about it, uh, where, where it's moved in the last week is pretty extraordinary. Um, but 
The one thing I will offer, uh, however it ends up, it's still better than what we are or where we were last year. So do you think, I believe they're going to blow past 14 to get to 16. Like, why 14? It almost seems more complicated with only two buys. Well, the only, yeah, the only reason for that is, uh, here's the convoluted answer there, okay? Okay. Uh, As long as you have two buys, then you can at least try to sell the conference title games saying that there's something at stake, even though there's really not much at stake. If you get rid of the buys, then there's there's almost no way uh, you can have a conference title game. So is there anybody, and here's what I can't figure out, and I joke about it, I'm, I'm fairly intelligent. I know what the three three seven eight four six whatever the hell they're proposing. <laughs> I do kind of know what it means. But is there any way that you can be a high enough ranked team where you're supposed to get in, but you don't, and then I go back to the human element, then does the committee have to fudge and push somebody back a little bit so they don't qualify because they don't want them to qualify? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what would have to happen. Uh, they, they've done that a few times. I mean, this year I think they did that probably with uh, Texas to uh, to avoid uh, – I'm trying to remember which game they were trying to avoid. Uh, they were trying to get uh, – but I think they were trying to avoid Alabama and Texas again. Uh, so they moved Texas with one loss – over Washington, I think I could be wrong. I mean, I, 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 but, but, but you believe there's a human element. Before. Yes, you believe there's yeah. a human element to make sure they kind of get what they want. Absolutely, uh, and that will continue because listen, those thirteen people need something to do every weekend. I I kind of think it's this too. We can either you can either agree to this or we can take you out. And I almost think that again, from where Nick and I are from. You think about that. You know, it's a, it's kind of a shakedown. It feels like, like we can do this the easy way, or we yeah. can do this the hard way. But it's going to get done either way. Yeah, it, it is a shakedown. But the statistics back the SEC. Certainly, uh, the Big Ten has not been a major player in the playoffs. But but that is that that is changing now with 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 Washington, who has been to the playoffs a couple of times. Um, but but ultimately, uh, I just think. Uh, these uh, these two leagues are telling the rest of college football, we don't really need you. This is what we want. And if you want to play ball, fine. If you don't, then uh, we'll just, we'll go away. So and how many, I, how I, many years I, before I they, they get away with it? Yeah. Too. How many years before they break away? Cause it does feel like that's, that's inevitably what's going to happen. Uh, see, I think, I think in this, in this lane, they could break away, but I don't know how you break away from the NCAA because all the people that I know in college athletics uh, are really what I would call institutionalists. I mean, no matter how much they want to cry about the system, they're, they've been part of it forever. Uh, and a lot of the leaders have been on these committees. I mean, you know, you guys know how this works. Uh, what you have now, if you look at the four power five commissioners, uh, two of them uh, have been around for a very long time, the SEC and the ACC. Now, the, the other two are different. Uh, Tony Petiti from the Big Ten comes from television and, and Major League Baseball. Uh, Brett Yormark was in the entertainment business. So those two do see it differently. But, but even, though the, uh, even, even though Greg Sankey at the SEC uh, you know, is, is certainly considered the, the, the most influential, uh, he's been part of the system for, for 30 years. So... The woman who is now in charge of the Pac-12, my guess is she should be renting, not buying, correct? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, can you imagine? Uh, that would be like uh, like being the program director at your station, and the only thing that you have on all day is a five-minute uh, newscast. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, how do you sell it? What yeah, is it? Uh, what is it? She's got a great job. I want that job. Right. Uh, whenever she whenever she gets fired, which she will, uh, I want to be the commissioner of the PAC too. Hey, Paul, think about this. I, we're going to go off subject for a second. Uh, I I declare that the NBA GM job is the easiest job in sports. There's no easier job. It's a four hour lunch job. You got two rounds of draft. <laughs> Nobody really expects you to draft well. You only have to worry about fifteen people, and you really only worry about seven. I'm starting to believe that this new Pac-12 or whatever the hell it is. It might be right there with the NBA GM job in terms of ease. I think the second easiest job, if not the first, might be mine. Because, I mean, when you when you have a show at the SEC Network, you are guaranteed of chaos every day. All right. Do you remember, I don't want to use the word crazy. I don't even know if you're allowed to anymore. Do you remember your first phone call when you said, whoa, now you knew SEC people. But do you remember the first time somebody came on the air and it was kind of like, oh, wait, this could actually be a party. Well, I, I, you guys have to remember, and you, I'm sure you you will, you will remember that I had a, a good background for this job after spending 30 years in Birmingham, Alabama. So <laughs> there wasn't much I didn't see, uh, including uh, the famous call in January of, of 2011 from the guy who uh, was bragging about poisoning the timber trees. So when that happens, do you think he's being serious, or is this just a crank caller? Uh, having heard that call 8,000 times, including uh, on a 30 for 30, I did not take him seriously. Um, because the, guy, the guy's name was Harvey Updike, if you, you may remember. Yeah. Uh, and what he, he, the, the, he never, and he, I, I got to know him uh, fairly well. Um, I'm, I'm not proud to say. I, I also visited him in jail. And he, he, that was not, he, he did not call the show that day to brag about the timber streets. He called with something far more convoluted. Uh, he called to argue with me uh, about the rolling of Tumor's Corner the day Bear Bryant died in 1983. And that was the premise of his call. And I, and I was about to hang up on him. Uh, and he lost his patience with me because I told him that was not true. I'd already heard that rumor. It was, it was a legend that was simply not true. And then, and then he just blurted out, well, I'll tell you what I did last week. And that's when he admitted uh, poisoning the tree. Hey, it's Finn, and if you've been listening to 680 for long, you know that I'm a big fan of Audi Atlanta. That's where I got my Audi Q8 e-tron, which I absolutely love. And it's the only dealership I would recommend to my friends and my family. And here's why. For one, Audi Atlanta has a great selection of luxury vehicles. They helped me find the exact SUV I was looking for, and the purchase was super easy. A fully transparent experience catered to me. The same experience they provide all their customers And here's one more reason that makes Audi Atlanta so special. During the month of April, Audi Atlanta will make a donation to Enduring Hearts for every vehicle sold. Thanks to the efforts of Enduring Hearts, children with heart transplants are living longer and healthier lives. Get the Audi you've always wanted while supporting a great cause. To learn more about Enduring Hearts and to view our current specials, visit AudiAtlanta.com to start or complete your entire purchase online. Or shop Audi Atlanta in person like I did on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Together, we have the the power to make positive changes that could last a lifetime. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. 
You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. And I don't blame you for not believing him because that's such an absurd thing to say. Yeah, I mean, it's totally absurd. Um, But is it, but is it, it, it's funny though, because yes, it is. And it's a crime. But when you associate the SEC, that in-state rivalry, is it really absurd? Like, I'm really asking. But still, logistically, how do you get in there and poison trees? How does that happen? I'm just telling you. Well, what what happened was, uh, not not to go back in history, but I will. Uh, He he was a former state trooper in in Texas. Uh, He he moved to uh, Alabama. And he got very mad uh, at the Iron Bowl in 2010. Uh, the the one, if you remember, Alabama was up by 24 points against Cam Newton. You, you probably have heard of him lately. Um, and somebody had uh, put a Cam Newton jersey on the Bear Bryant statue at Bryant-Denny Stadium. And, and that, that was, he went ballistic over that. And uh, it was the next weekend he went to, I think it was Home Depot and bought some Spike uh a, a D whatever this poison is, and he he went and poisoned the trees. Well, late one night, nobody was watching them. I mean, there were just two trees at the corner of uh, on the square in, in Auburn. And the reason why it, it it became a big story is that somebody uh, he after the call, somebody uh, mistakenly thought he had poisoned the uh, he, had, he had put the poison as well in, in the in the water system and, and that people's lives were in danger and that's how uh, homeland security got involved anyway you, you, you know what happened yeah so over the course of your time in birmingham that 30-year time uh, set and served or whatever the hell you want to call it at this point it, it turns out to be a blessing no doubt about it for you i'm assuming you look back on it that way um but who are the characters like, we have a Lane Kiffin now. We had a Mike Leach who came back into the conference. There are a couple of guys that we might not know about that were either funny or, or their trigger where you get tripped and you saw some of it. Well, I, I don't mean to rain on uh, – you've heard of the guy I'm, I'm going to mention, but probably the most insane day I've ever had, including the, including the tree poisoner guy, was when we got an advanced copy – of a Sports Illustrated story. I'm trying to remember. I think it was in May of 2003. A friend of mine worked at SI, and he said he, he actually faxed it to me. He said, you got about an hour beat on this. And I started reading the story live on the air about the, the Alabama football coach, whose name was Mike Price, and what he was doing in a hotel room with two dancers in Pensacola, Florida. Is it starting to ring a bell? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And reading it on the air, I knew the guy's career was over, but there was simply no way to read the article. And that's all I did. I said, I I just got this. I'm going to read it (laughs) verbatim. I had I had former play I had players on that team who told me they were literally driving off the interstate listening to this because the entire state was was in was was laughing hysterically uh, because Mike Price was his name. He eventually got fired. Uh, and there was a line in there that's, that he was with these two girls, uh, and he said, it's rolling, mm. baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I think, the sub-headline of the article. Uh, he, he, he later sued. Here, here, by the way, I asked his attorney, I said, what is, your, what is your argument that the story was false? He said that Price was 57 years old. He was on 
high blood pressure medication. Therefore, he would not have been able to, how do I say this, guys? Consummate uh, the deal? Service? Yes, exactly. That, Service. Was, that was their defense. And by the way, they ended up getting a massive settlement from Time Incorporated. Paul Feinbaum with us again. Stories to tell as he joins us on the Hobson and Hobson <laughs> Newsmaker Line. We'll come back to current day momentarily, but okay, I, didn't, I didn't mean to go. Into no, no, the, no. This is great. ESPN Classic. I, it, this is great stuff because for those that don't remember, was it on the Alabama campus they allowed Mike Price to address the media? To me, yes, that yes. was the most bizarre thing of the whole deal. They had a they had a Saturday morning hearing and went on for about three hours, and he testified, um, and. The what I later found out uh, the board of trustees was was in favor of retaining him. I, I, by the way, Price uh, had been a very he, he had been in the Rose Bowl the year before with Washington State. Right. I believe uh, he had Ryan Leaf. Uh, he had uh, whoever the other Washington State guy. I think who was the guy that Brady replaced at Let's uh, I, I think yeah, he was there too. Um, and it's. Uh, it, it, so he was high, and and then finally the president at the University of Alabama said, "If you," if, he told the board, uh, he said, "If you retain him, I am I am resigning." Uh, and they, he was, and they just simply, in a rare moment, they wouldn't have done this with Nick Saban, but with Mike Price, they decided to cave in. And people don't realize, I think the number was fifty-four and forty-six over a hundred-game stretch for Alabama. You know, people don't sort of understand what Nick Saban did. Uh, everybody has peaks and valleys, but they they were cooked. Between Mike Price well, and not winning, that program was it, cooked. And when they had another coach named Mike Dubose, yep. who got fired for having a relationship with his secretary, uh, he was replaced uh, by Dennis Franchoni, who left after two years <laughs> to go to Texas A&M, and then uh, then came in Price, and then he was replaced. Uh, then, then finally, I mean, again, it's so crazy. This is what I, I, I fed off of. The University of Alabama hired Mike Shula over Sylvester Croom, um, and he, of course, uh, lasted four years uh, before we uh, ended up with Nick Saban uh, at Alabama. Do you think Nick Saban would ever embrace the role? Should it be offered? Should it be possible of the commissioner of college football? I think he would embrace it. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Uh, because that would that would mean you would uh, and, and uh, that would mean you'd have to get uh, all these all these commissioners in the room to agree on something, and they're not going to. So, and and here's the other thing: maybe they wouldn't agree because this is what burns me about all the commissioners in the professional sports. They're not a commissioner. I know who they work for. You know they they don't they're not fan driven. They to keep the job, you have to keep the owners happy. And I'm not sure Nick Saban would play ball the way that maybe the commissioners feel. Oh, look, we can puppet this guy. We, we, You're 100% correct. Yeah. Uh, the commissioners report to the presidents, and, and these guys, as you well know, uh, are, are a completely different animal than, than I mean, when, that's where a lot of the really bad decisions in sports come from, from the president's office. So before we let you go, is the dust settled in Tuscaloosa at all with Kalen DeBoer? Uh, we found out the other day uh, that he doesn't curse. And he gave an interview, and uh, and by the way, I mean, I, I, I'm I, I am assuming that there have been a handful of coaches in the history of college football who don't curse, but never won at the University of Alabama, and I, I, there's there's already a reaction to this, and uh, because how can you be a football coach and not curse? Yeah, and he also he's opening up practices to the media. And yeah, he's doing a couple and of the things. assistants are talking. Yeah, What's assistants going on? are talking. Uh, he's a uh, I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, guys, he's not exactly going to 
fill in for Kimmel uh, at the Oscars this year. <laughs> well, there's there's work to be had and maybe some fascinating storylines when all is said and done. So let me, we're going to finish with this. Every day I try to say, you know, you should learn something every day. And I try to write down a question of the day because wh whether it keeps my brain active or not, I'm trying to avoid what happens a lot of times when you get older. So I think if I spend a couple of minutes pondering things, maybe that will help in the long run. Here was my question of the day. And I asked Nick and I asked you in the next 10 years, if you're going to pick one college football coach who wins two national championships, who doesn't have any right now, would you say that you believe there's a guy who will win two titles in the next 10 years who doesn't have one already? Well, I, the, the one guy who has two is going to win at least two more. He's not far from where you are. But uh, I think there's a reasonable chance that Brian Kelly could do that at, at LSU mm -hmm. and, or Steve Sarkeesian in Texas. Right. I thought Sarkeesian was the answer. I picked Dan Lanning, though. Very possible. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like Dan. Dan Lanning would be in Alabama right now uh, if, it, if it wasn't for a $20 million uh, side deal with, with Nike. But, but, but he was there for first choice. Well, it should be fascinating stuff as this playoff uh, situation and story continues to evolve. Thanks for the stories from the past, Paul. We appreciate the time <laughs> as always. Uh, really great yeah. stuff, and uh, we'll talk again real soon. It is always my pleasure, guys. Thank you. Thanks, you Paul. got it. Paul Feinbaum on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. Hey, it's Finn, and if you've been listening to 680 for long, you know that I'm a big fan of Audi Atlanta. That's where I got my Audi Q8 e-tron, which I absolutely love. And it's the only dealership I would recommend to my friends and my family. And here's why. For one, Audi Atlanta has a great selection of luxury vehicles. They helped me find the exact SUV I was looking for, and the purchase was super easy. A fully transparent experience catered to me. The same experience they provide all their customers and here's one more reason that makes Audi Atlanta so special. During the month of April, Audi Atlanta will make a donation to Enduring Hearts for every vehicle sold. Thanks to the efforts of Enduring Hearts, children with heart transplants are living longer and healthier lives. Get the Audi you've always wanted while supporting a great cause. To learn more about Enduring Hearts and to view our current specials, visit AudiAtlanta.com to start or complete your entire purchase online. Or shop Audi Atlanta in person like I did on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Together, we have the power to make positive changes that could last a lifetime the winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners so start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only ten dollars each these bonds earn a fixed seven percent apy and there's no fees penalties or minimum balance required and they can be redeemed whenever you like you can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia.